<laughs> where they had the medical monkeys. <laughs> That's one of the craziest fucking things I've ever seen. <laughs> and then the fucking monkeys stripping and shit. Oh my god, bro. What's wrong with the world? But yo, this this has been a long time coming. Us sitting down and finally doing a fucking podcast and talking and, our shit. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, how many ones have we been talking about doing this? <sighs> At least like fucking half a year, maybe. At least, right? Easily. About. For you, I wanted you to really do it because, like, I don't want you to get pigeonholed as just being that fighter where you know it's just. That's all IG or fucking Facebook or yeah. social media in general sees you as. Because, like, no one gets to see all the behind-the-scenes shit that yeah. that we get to do. And, like, you watch all the shows, fucking Embedded, and even, like, Will Harris. Will Harris does amazing He's stuff. He's a fucking man. I love that guy. But it just doesn't... I feel like it doesn't capture, really, what goes on. Well, you need a guy like Will Harris to come and, you know, really do it on his own, live with the people, like he did with Al with, for that for those episodes how, when he fought how, Kevin How Lee. long was he with you guys? Like, two days. Really? He slept at the house, yeah. Get the fuck out. Yeah, he slept there, bro. He fucking recorded everything. Did you hear him on Rogan? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got a crazy story, man. Wild story. That's the power of self-belief, bro. You know, if you tell yourself you're going to do it and you love what you do, there's really nothing stopping you but you. That was that was one of those things where I was listening to the episode and I was like, holy shit, like, this is, this is hitting he said he spent years it's like six years I think it was just recording shit for free like no yeah stuff. yeah people don't get that man people think they should get paid all the way like he said himself everyone feels like they're entitled to shit so the world owes them something like nobody owes you shit you fucking go out there you keep your head down and you work and then when you put the work in and you you show what's right then it'll come to you you know how many, how many that's times, what we've been doing how many times in the last few months have I said where well, you were like oh you're gonna charge for that and I'm like nah I can't do it bro because I'm trying to build these relationships, whether it's with our sponsors or other fighters or someone I'm doing design for, where I say it all the time, I would rather us all get $2 tomorrow than me just get a dollar today. Yeah, no, that's why you're the man. No. Nah. Nah. You know, that's why we got that chemistry, bro. And then everyone feeds off of that energy that we got. That was, that was another thing I wanted to really get into, too, was like, People always ask me, like, oh, how, how long have you fucking known Dennis and shit like that? And I'm like, yo, I've only known Dennis for a little over a year. And no one believes it. No one believes it. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, people are always like, wow, that's what you fucking... Lifelong but, friends or something, yeah. right? Because that's, that's how it was. I mean, our star... star, star I'm glad fucking I can speak. Our story uh, started with your cousin Mark, who's one of my fucking... Fucking nutcase. Fucking maniac. My favorite cousin, hands down. Oh, you're gonna get in trouble for that. <laughs> but nah, he uh. Off the record, you gotta take this out. You gotta edit this out. <laughs> no, I'm not editing <laughs> shit, bro. If we're getting in trouble, we're going down. With the we're going down. All right, bug it. Nah, but he uh he put us together, and he wanted me to design shirts for you originally, and him being the fucking idiot that he is, not knowing anything about the sport, had no idea that you were training at fucking Cerro Longo. Had no yeah. idea how big of a sport <laughs> it was, and uh, yo, he had sent me a picture of you. And it, it must have been post-fight, and you were in the cage with Aljo, and I'm like, is that fucking Aljo? I'm like, That's this kid's, Aljo. I'm like, this kid's trained. I'm like, no, and I'm trying to explain to your cousin, like, <laughs> what this is, and he's like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I'm just like, all right, whatever. So then me and you started speaking, and we were bouncing ideas off each other, and uh, we started working on that shirt, and this is around the time that Al wound up fighting Khabib. Was it around that? Was it before? A little bit before, right? Was, yes, a little right bit before. Right around, because we hadn't even met at that point. Yeah. We were just, uh, yeah, yeah. We were just texting and shit. Right. 
Because I fought in May, the month after. Right. Which so, is... Yeah, yeah, again. As that was going on, like, we... Dude, that's how our relationship really started, was, like, we were just sitting there up late, like, two fucking 16-year-old girls. Just, <laughs> just talking shit, like, and then right off the bat, I was like, I truly believe in what this kid's doing. I really do. Like, it's, it's not just talent. It's not just... Like, you had the fucking total package, and you being Mark's cousin... Like, I would have done... If you were a piece of shit, I would have done whatever the fuck. Yeah. You know, he asked, but... But I am a piece of shit. It was gang. But that's that's how it started. And it was crazy getting to see, like, you develop that relationship with Al, too. Because you had just moved in with Al around that time, right? I had moved in with him the Monday after he fought Khabib, actually. Because I didn't want to bother him before the fight. And then it's even crazier because a month later, I fought for the belt. And then I was sitting there... You know, driving me to the gym to help me cut weight. He he made me a fucking salmon, bro, the night before weigh-ins. Like, bro, who the fuck does that? Especially someone, like, fighting for the belt against a guy like Khabib, world championship, you know? And then it's just, like, martial arts is, like, a beautiful thing, you know, bro? It just brings people together. I was 32 now. I'm 21. You know, you'd think in, like, a regular environment it's a huge age gap, but we're really, like... You thirty being thirty two, you know, I, I we're say, all similar, the same. I say that all the time. Like I can't, I can't spend any time around anybody who's fucking even remotely close to your age. I'm like, oh, this. I, I even me, bro. I fucking hate people my age. Borderline retarded. Yeah. What? Unless they're hot girls, you know, then I might. I had to throw that in there. <laughs> the, the amount of trouble that I have to fucking keep this kid out of. It, I'm essentially a glorified babysitter at this point. I'm not even. <laughs> my, my golden rule, which we'll get to, to later, ties into a story, is as long as you don't get anyone pregnant or fucking locked up, <laughs> then everything's good and I'm doing my job and I'm, I'm handling fucking uh, I could, I could possibly abide by that. <laughs> yeah, that's, why it's, it's a, that, that's the only fucking success story I can have. <laughs> but like you said about martial arts being a beautiful thing, like that's another thing that me being on the outside, that like I don't get to, I don't get to train in the gym with you guys and... I'm essentially on the outside of that, but I'm really fortunate that I've been welcomed by pretty much everybody on the team. I haven't had a bad experience with anyone on the team, and I see how hard that is to, you know, have them let people in, because it's not like they just let anybody in. No, absolutely not. Like, there's people that are in the gym that train that they don't get to experience being around everybody else the way that... I've been fortunate enough to, and I'm grateful for it. I really, really am, because, uh, you know, that's something that I wanted from the beginning of working with you, was to, I want everybody to know that I'm not there for... No, no, and that, you know what, we, the reason that you are welcomed in so much, not just by me, but by the other guys like Chris and Al and Aljo and Ray, is because, you know, they, they see through that bullshit like fucking nobody else, you know, because they've seen everything. Of course, they've been around all different types of people. They've experienced everything, so they, they can see through it, they spot it, they see it from a mile away. So they see and they understand that you're not there for that. And you and you make that clear but through your actions, not through your words, and then that is what helps them helps them invite you in. And also, we're all fucking savages, bro. You know, you're it just birds of the same feather flock together and that's really how the shit goes. That's the thing, like it's like you, you know, you know right off the bat when somebody's like your tribe, that's the word I use, I use all the time, is, like, I consider you fucking, like, immediately, like, you you were, you were, like, fucking family to me right off the bat, and, like, I legitimately, we've been through so much shit in one year, 
Like, when you really look back at all the fucking milestones, all the things, like, we've done shit that... <laughs> we did a lot, but we got a long way in a fucking couple months. A couple months, bro. It's been a fucking year. You went from... How many how many amateur fights did you have when we started working together? I think it was two, right? No, maybe... No, because it was... Three. Like, the first one I went or to... four. Amateur fights while we were together? Yeah. No. The first one was Triton. That was in May. Then you had... The Capital in July. Yeah. That was my second belt at 155. And then you went straight to fucking Bellator. Yeah. In October, so it was only two. Yeah. That's fucking nuts. Crazy, right? We go Crazy. from We go from two amateur fights of fighting in Bellator and then making the fucking biggest statement on the show that night. Fucking just everyone talking about us like, that was sick, bro. Yeah. I don't think... That was... That'll... Go with me to the grave. I'll never forget that. Yeah, that the, whole experience and everything. The fact that you made your fucking pro debut on Bellator in Nassau Coliseum, your own backyard. Yeah. Yep. For the tough kid, also from New York, you know, Ryan Castro. Even though we talked our shit, you know, we had our little bitterness. It's just business, bro. I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, I had you know? so much fucking fun beforehand with that fight. That was fun. It was with, fun. With the shit talking. Edit, yeah, man. It was some good shit talking going on. The fucking social media shit. Editing his face on Eminem's kill shot. Because <laughs> yeah. it, it, it started with um, Six Borough Podcast. He started talking, yeah. yeah. Our boy, our boy Dave, Eric, yo, shout out to them. They're cool the fucking people, yeah. the best. Cool people. But uh, Castro was on their episode, their uh, podcast, what, it was like two weeks before you were supposed to be on? No, I was on before, actually. He was on before you? No, I was on before. Oh, I thought... I thought when you were on, you were responding to the shit that he said. No. No, I just said it was before I could really make the announcement, but they knew. Oh, right. You know? Right, right, and then right. I was saying, like, listen, like, I respect him, but there's levels to this, and I'm on a different level. Right. And he took that to heart. Right, right, So then right, he's saying right. he was going to teach me a lesson and humble me, a little kid. I shouldn't be fighting the big boys and the pros, because he had a bunch of fights. Like, fucking, he had a long amateur record. A lot of belts and everything. Grown-ass man. And I come in there, this young, hungry, confident I kid, and I fucking starched him in like I a minute. I forgot that that's how that went down. Yeah, bro, he started talking first. Because at first through that camp, we were, like, you were trying to be super respectful and everything, and then you guys started taking shots and shit. I think the funniest one was that you guys ran into each other at Triton, and didn't he, like, he, like, he asked you for a picture or He something asked like, to take a picture with me. Which, that's cool as shit. Right, and, and then, then he posted it, which was cool. And then he goes and starts talking shit on interviews and podcasts. That's what caught me off guard. That's when I reposted the picture, and I said, <laughs> "Love call- making my fans happy." I called him a fan. I tagged him in it too. I, I definitely got him so mad. I know, and it sucks because like even after the fight, like, and I've said it a million times, like I give Castro so much respect. Like, I'm not trying to bring this up in a way of like talking shit about the nah, situation. It's cool. It's yeah, cool. It, it really was. I think that was the... You guys were the perfect opponents for each other. I mean, it sucks on his end that he had to lose, but you guys really... Like, even the weigh-ins. The weigh-ins were one of the craziest experiences I've ever had in my life. It's pretty sick, right? Because that was my first experience, like, going to a fucking weigh-in like that, and Al, of course, got lost and went to, <laughs> he went to the wrong hotel <laughs> in Long Island <laughs> the wrong hotel which is crazy <laughs> he's walking in bro I remember he FaceTimed me after weigh-ins and he's opening doors he's like yo I'm here I'm like bro you're where cause we're here 
I, he's opening doors. He's walking in places. He's telling people sorry, wrong, wrong, wrong room. <laughs> now the fucking weigh-ins are completely over. Over, bro. We're on our way to eat. We walk out of the hotel. Al pulls up and he just rolls down the window. He goes, "You blew it!" <laughs> like he was fucking everybody else's process yeah. that he didn't uh, show up to the yeah. fucking weigh-in. Oh man, he's the man. He's the man. He's the man. But those weigh-ins were crazy because I was expecting that someone else from the team was going to show up and and be able to go up with you. So I'm sitting there carrying all your shit. I got your fucking bag on, rehydration, all that shit. And we're now, we're waiting online to go up and, and do the face-off. And I feel like I'm seeing, like, the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain. Like, I'm getting to see all the <laughs> and shit. And we're standing next to Castro. Like, he's literally standing right next to us. Like, literally five inches away. And there's no tension in the room at all. Everybody's being cool as fuck with each other. There's no issues. And then as soon as you guys walk on stage, you start fucking mugging and talking shit immediately I'm like what I the get f- in his face yeah bro I'm like what the fuck is going on and then we get off stage and he's going yo I'll catch you in the streets yeah he said we could see each other after the show I'm like guy I'm like you have you got a daughter on the way I was like don't do that yo to we yourself. looked at each other we we're like yo we're off stage bro it's over like what the, fu- what the fuck are we doing like it's, he was taking it personal the show's over he was taking it personal he came out with an American flag American shorts cause the Albanians are talking all this shit Albanians are bro Albanians are proud people you know how you gonna how you gonna go up with people that that just don't give a fuck? Yeah, but I I appreciated that whole fucking thing because it made the fight what it, it was. It built a lot of hype. It really did. Yeah. There was a lot of people talking about it. And security then, guards are pulling us both back. It was pretty dope. It bro, was a lot of tension, you know. The security guard literally turns and says to me as you guys are talking off stage. He goes, "We're on TV. Keep a fucking moving." I was like, "Oh shit!" I was like, "Oh fuck, we got." I would have slapped him too. <laughs> <Where the> <laughs> <fuck> <laughs> fucking security guard. And I'm sitting there just shitting my pants my first time being up there. I'm, <laughs> I'm just, like, trying to keep it together. Like, oh, okay. You know what it is? I'm 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 super chill, super laid back, as you can tell, as everyone could tell. But if you get in my face, well, first of all, I'm about to fight you. I'm I'm 24 hours away from the biggest fight of my life at the time, you know? You're going to fight. 20, I, just, I just turned 21, and I'm fighting a fucking tough, grown-ass man, you know, in a huge venue. National TV and shit. Actually, not even national, international, because... Family from Italy and Greece and Australia and Germany are fucking watching me fight. So I'm like, it's a lot of pressure on me. So I'm in there. My mo- my, my mindset is I'm ready to fucking kill you. Like, I will stab you in the face right here <laughs> on stage, you know? It's 24 and, hours away, man. Yeah. So I'm, re- I'm ready to, to stab somebody. And then people, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking, I'm just going to turn into a savage, you know? It's, it's either you or me at that point. And I'm not going down, so... It was fucking time to go. It was like you were literally 24 hours out. I don't remember the weigh-ins. You, re- you had already rehydrated by the time we did that, right? Yeah, it was pretty much because I cut to 55. I had like an eight-pound cut, I think, yeah, from 63 to 56. So, oh, six pounds, which wasn't bad, but it was still pretty tough for me. But I'm saying the way the way Bellator did the weigh-ins, you had the early weigh-ins, and then by the time we yeah, did the ceremonials, it was like were, two or uh, three hours later. Yeah, I was pretty rehydrated. I was, was pretty rehydrated. That was fucking crazy, that whole experience. It's like, I, I, I look back at that night, and I barely even fucking remember it. Bro, I was talking to Al about this two days ago, Tuesday, on our way to the lab. I don't remember a single second being in that cage. That night or any of the fights? That night. I remember before the bell rang when he stepped into the cage, and I stepped, I walked to the middle of the cage, and I started talking shit. I was like, all right, now we're here. Let's do this. Let's see what the fuck you're going to do. I stepped up to him. I walked up to the middle of the cage and I told him. And then once the bell rung, I, it's just black. I don't remember anything. That's so crazy. And then I just remember 
the fans, I guess it was some of his fans or family or whatever, oh, on the side of the God. cage, and they're giving me the middle fingers telling me to go fuck myself. So I stick up both middle fingers on live TV, and I'm telling them, fuck you, suck my dick, right on TV. Say, I was just going to say, I remember watching the playback, and you mouthing, suck my dick. And yeah, right on oh, TV. <laughs> and then after that, my memory started coming back. And then I remember everyone going crazy. Oh, it was a great night, man. Great time, great memories. But the crazy thing was when you came out, I remember saying, I can't believe how fucking... Ro-. You were, like, skipping to the cage. Like, literally, like, you yeah. were, like, skipping like a fucking child. And you were, like, looking around the fucking crowd. You saw exactly where we were. And yep. I, was, I was so proud that you, like, took in the moment. You know what I mean? Like, you really were taking it in. It's not like you just had this... I mean, you were laser-focused, but you... I was enjoying the moment, man. Hell yeah. That's just what it was. I was just... It was. I was just loving everything. I was loving being backstage. I'm like, yo, I feel like a fucking superstar, you know? And then all the, the lights, bro. Honestly, the lights put me in a different, you know, the more the bigger the pressure, the more pressure, the bigger the, the scenery and the more grand that the, the whole experience and, and thing is, it just, the better I get. You know, the more I step up, the more I show up. But wasn't, wasn't one of the questions, what the fuck didn't, wasn't one of the questions we got something about, uh, what, what was it like? Backstage or something like that? Didn't you get a question like that? Nah, I got. I don't remember that question. I got. I got the screenshots. I might have just canceled this. People were fucking listening. I don't know. Listening. Yeah, yeah. Cancel and get the questions because it was. Because right. I actually wanted to ask you about that too. Because Let me see. Yo, we'll be back. How many people are looking at this shit? Oh, good amount. Nice. Ah. All right, we'll be back. Let me check this shit out. Because one of the things. Oh, 28 people. 28 viewers. It's like dope. I don't. I don't. I have access backstage now, like when we're fighting at Ring right. Combat, but I don't want to be back there. I feel that that's pretty much just for you in the corner. Like, I usually come back there, just fucking say what's up, tell you good luck, give you a hug, and fucking, yeah. you know what I mean? That's it. And then, so I want to know, as a fan, what's it like backstage? So you're getting your hands wrapped. Right. What's your mindset at that point? Um, I'll, at that point... That's when I start. Before that, I'm chilling. I'm just, we're all having fun. We're all hanging out, just talking, relaxing, joking, just like we mm-hmm. are right now, just hanging out. And then once we say, all right, let's get the rap, let's start wrapping up, I put my headphones on, and I got specific songs that I listen to that get me into a certain mindset to build up to getting closer to the fight, to actually walking out. So I'm getting my hands wrapped up. Coach is asking me how my hand feel, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Just chatting, just bullshitting, you know, just regular, you know, like nothing's going on. And and before I go on, though, that, you know, Ray Longo, Matt Sarah, and Eric Heyer, and Al, and Aljo, I fucking, I really commend them, and I fucking applaud them, and I really love them because that's what makes the difference, like the biggest difference in the world is making it just like you're just, you're just, just hanging out, you know, it relieves all the tension, if they're all serious and shit and quiet and, like, angry and grumpy in the back, then it, it just, it adds more, you know, tension to you, more 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 nerves and more pressure on you. So them just being laid back, it just it just keeps me loose and it keeps me free. And, and the other fighters feel the same way, so I really thank them for that. And, you know, they know their shit. They know how to react and how to handle things. So then, continuing on with the story, um, so, you know, just listening to music. Then... I saw shadow boxing, saw a woman up. Then one, once I flipped, for me personally, once I flipped that switch and I say it's go time, 
time to start getting ready. Put the music on. I start shadow boxing. Start visualizing the stuff that I I prepared for and planned throughout the camp. Stuff that I know the guys, his tendencies, and just remembering the things we went over. You know what worked for me, what didn't work, what I should stick to. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, a fight's a fight. Anything's gonna happen, so you gotta adjust and adapt. But. You know, there's certain things that you know, like if this guy's a wrestler, he's going to go for the legs. Right, it's always probability. If, yeah, if he's going to keep ducking low, you know, you got uppercuts and knees and front kicks, straight punches, you know, so it's certain things like that. Um, and then once we start hitting pads, you got the guys, you know, you're hitting, and you got the coaches, you know, making noises, woo, this and that, <laughs> you know, like, and then you're on point, you know, because you, you got that killer instinct going, your adrenaline's up, your senses are sharp. So, you know, you're just ready to go. And then, once I'm warmed up, loosened up, you know, it's the ball's in my court. I'm controlling the pace, you know. They just say whatever you need, however much you need, you know. And then they, and then if, you know, sometimes, like, maybe we might go a little too much. We want to go a little mm-hmm. too hard because of the nerves. They'll be like, all right, just relax, you know. Just chill, you know. Don't, because sometimes, like, I remember the last fight, I wanted to hit more pads. And Ray's like, it's all right. He's like, you're good. Just, you know, just relax. You're going up soon. He's like, you're good. You got to sweat going, you know. Which that's a huge thing that you have as an advantage that I think a lot of the guys that you're fighting don't have is that that level of professionalism in the corner that all well, like those guys have seen everything they've been around Absolutely. the block. I mean, yeah. Ray's, Ray's been with Matt since the fucking beginning. Then you got Al back there who's got so much fucking experience and fight IQ that that has to give you a level of confidence and and keeping you guys keeping you calm. But what are the, like? At what point do you now? All right, you're warmed up. You're hitting pads. You're shadow boxing. At what point do you flip that switch of it's fight time? I I don't. I'm chilling. So when they say, "All right, Dennis, you're up. Time to walk out," or you're on deck, and then I go up, I always say the same thing. I grab the flag. I put the flag around my shoulders, and nobody knows this. So this is like a gem <laughs> that nobody knows. Um, once they say, "Dennis, you're up." I grab the flag, put the flag around my shoulders. Everyone's like Ray, and everyone starts clapping. Let's go, Dennis. Let's do this. I put. I'm getting chills right now. I put the flag around my shoulders. I turn around. I'm leading the way, and I'm like, it's showtime. Let's do this. I say the same thing. It's showtime. Let's do this. And that's when it turns on. That's when it turns on. And then we're actually, so it does turn on. And then part of the routine is me being behind the curtain. And uh, we're just hanging out, still, just hanging out, you know, they're just saying, you know, you know, stay loose, you're sharp, you know, you put the work in, and I'm just reminding myself, and then once they say, alright, you're up, and I make that walk, and I'm walking to the cage, and the fucking crowd erupts, man, and I, I'm getting chills, and I just love the fans, and I love the support that I have, like, I'm so grateful for everyone, and even just everyone, man, the people that even can't make it but are sending their love, you know, the people that watch from afar. Like, the last fight, Al was in L.A. He had business to take care of. He had some stuff to do. And him and his uncle, they order the fight on pay-per-view to watch me fight. You know, it's just things like that. I had the Bellator fight. My family in Italy is watching the fight, you know, and they're all... And then people are sending me videos of them all watching it together, you know, and just going crazy. And it's just... It's unbelievable, man. Like, I'm 21 years old, and... I have this support and like I forget sometimes like how much how much support I have and like how much what I do means to people because I'm just a bro I'm just a kid doing what I love having fun with it you know like I just I love to fight yeah you don't you don't get to see the outside of it or or who it's affecting like you 
Dude, someone could be watching you that you don't even fucking know and following your Instagram, and you might be the reason they get up in the morning that day and go for a fucking run. Right, and yeah, and you know what? I never thought about that until Al won his fight with Kevin Lee, and I was just so fucking proud and so happy. And then Aljo, too, right now. He just beat Pedro Munoz and his other wins, of course. But it was just like these two wins were so big, but especially when Al beat Kevin Lee because I live with him. You know, he's like my mentor. He took me in, obviously. And it was just like I was so proud and so happy and like it's just I was overwhelmed with emotion, you know, and I'm just thinking to myself like, yo, is this how people feel when I win? And, you know, I and I make them proud and it's just it's it's a different type of thing. Like I don't fight for the money. I don't fight for the fame. I don't give a fuck about the fame or the recognition. I fight because it makes the people that love me and believe in me proud, you know, and then that's what makes me wake up in the morning and go do what I got to do, fight through injuries fight through fatigue, fight through lack of motivation, you know, like, it's not about me, even though I love to do it, and I love to fight, it's not about me when I step in there, you know, and I can tell you right now that that is how it feels, like, after you fucking win, for me, it's like, oh, fucking thank God, like, it's, <laughs> it's not, it's not, oh my God, I can't believe you won, it's just this fucking feeling of it's relief, it's over, right, at this point, as the, as the year has gone on, like, this past year, I hate watching you fight more and more every fucking time. <laughs> there is nothing even remotely fucking enjoyable about that 15 minutes. <laughs> it is the worst feeling in the fucking world that I gotta sit there and watch you get into a cage. I, I know all that you've put into it. I know how you're feeling. I know where your head's at. And I know that anything can happen. And I know that you're gonna fucking win. And it, it bro, it makes me sick at this point. Like, there was times in the last fight where I just couldn't... I literally had my head down and I, like people that we were with turn around and look and like what the fuck is wrong with you I'm yeah. like dude I just can't do it I'm like I, I can't do it we just spent three days fucking weight cut yeah all killing that. myself and you know you're dealing with my bullshit cause I'm a fucking bitch when I cut weight but that's that's the fun shit though because it's like <laughs> and you even said it that night then we went out to dinner like so <laughs> this asshole's cutting weight we get there what like I think it was fun. We, we were way behind fucking schedule we got yeah. to the AC late so you were pissing in the fucking car I'm sitting there trying not to even fucking talk to you on the ride down. <laughs> we get down there. We can't even start cutting weight right away. We got to go see Lou and talk to him about Bullshit, tickets or yeah. whatever the fuck it was. Check in, take pictures, size your gloves, all that. Then we get to start weight cutting, and I'm essentially just your bitch for the next fucking <laughs> four or five hours. And mind you, I had to lose like nine pounds in seven so, hours. So brutal. So we're sitting outside the fucking sauna. Well, I'm sitting outside the sauna, and... You come out every, what, 15, 20 minutes, something like that? Yeah, yeah, about 20 minutes, I think. I'd make it like a fight. And I'm watching you deteriorate more and more as you're coming out. You're losing your voice. Your face is sucked in. Your eyes yeah. are sucked in. You can't even fucking stand up. You come out, and you just literally, like, lay down on the floor. And through that whole time, I'm, like, I'm having full-blown anxiety. Like, all right, what do I say to him? What do I not say to him? Like, and I just keep telling you, yo, just tell me what you need. Tell me what you need sitting there fucking wiping you down with a towel. And this is stuff people don't see. This is this is the really... The gut-wrenching shit. It's it's you know? the intimate shit. It's, yep. it's the shit that, that's built our fucking relationship. You know what I mean? Like, and it's... To me, honestly, like, I, I am grateful for the fact that you trust me to be there with you, you know, while you're doing that. And, you know, we had, what, ten minutes? Yo. Bro, I, we all, I almost didn't make weight. I was fucking... I was keeping a straight face, but, bro, I was, my heart was beating through my chest. Because they're calling me, they're like, yo, you got to come, you got to come. 
And then I go check my weight right before they go down, and I'm a fucking pound over one pound. Then I had like five minutes. So I'm fucking sprinting through the casinos in a towel Getting around my waist. Security. Yeah, security chasing us down. And I'm like, yo, I got to fucking go, man. Like, I got shit to do. I got shit to do. I got shit to do, bro. Like, you're not arresting me. You're not bothering me. Like, I got to get out of my way. And then I'm in the fucking sauna. I throw the shit on. I'm shadow boxing. I'm, like, trying to fucking do jumping jacks in the sauna. And that was when I had to get the credit card. I was like, yo, yeah, get the credit card. Scrape the sweat off me. And then we fucking, somehow, we sprint back. And then I made weight on the dot. That's actually the moment that I explained to everybody, like, when I try to explain what our relationship is and, like, the shit that we go through, I'm like, all right, picture this. We got ten minutes for you to lose one fucking pound. You're on death's door. You're completely dehydrated. I get into a fucking sauna with you in my sneakers, jeans. Hoodie. Hoodie. And a book bag on. And a book bag. <laughs> with a fucking credit card pulled out of my wallet, scraping sweat off of your body so that you don't reabsorb right. that fucking sweat. Like... That's that's the re- that's the relationship. That's yeah. the fucking intensity of it, and it's yeah. That's, the shit that's people don't l- get that's to see. that's literally you watching my back, like having my back. You know, literally you're scraping the sweat off of my back so I can make weight and do what I gotta do to fight my fight. You know, like that's literally you having my back. That's and, like the only way I could put it. And for me, that's that's the best part of uh, fight camp. Fight camp sucks because it's just. You're doing your thing, getting ready for the fight, and my job, I take it on myself to make sure that you have nothing to worry about whatsoever other than fucking training and fighting and your opponent, and that's it. I'm trying to handle everything from your doctor's appointments to <laughs> dealing with the sponsor, sponsor, sponsorship acquisition, all that. STD checkups. <laughs> STD checkups. Cut that out. <laughs> STD checkups. Cut that out. Rewind. <laughs> so for for me, that's the best part. And then after you, uh, oh my god! And even <laughs> so many shitty things happen through the fucking weight cut. So I don't know if everyone knows what a sweet what's called sweet sweat. Sweet right? sweat. Sweet. <laughs> so, so you put it on sweet your body, sweat. and it opens up your pores, helps you get sweat out, and all that. And I have to keep applying it to you, which is just the most homoerotic fucking moment <laughs> you can think of, where I'm just sitting there wiping my boy down with uh, this greasy shit that opens up his pores. <laughs> so me like an idiot, after I do this for you, you go back in the sauna, I wipe my own fucking head. <laughs> so now I sweat like an animal as it is, and now I have sweet sweat all over my forehead, and I'm just pouring sweat <laughs> as we're sitting at the weigh-ins. <laughs> I'm sitting at the table with Jenny, and Jenny looks over at me and goes, are you, are you okay? I'm like, I wiped fucking sweet sweat on my head. <laughs> And she just starts fucking cracking up. How do you not crack up to that? Bro? It's just, Man, it's just us. That's literally us. Like, we're just shot. Just, I just at no point, just I don't give a fuck. It's just what. All right, yeah, let's just keep moving. Don't worry about it. I'm just gonna melt over here. <laughs> so now you're rehydrating. We got you the acai bowl. We got you those drinks that you made. Yeah. And uh, we're trying to find somewhere to eat. First place we go to is closed and shit. So we come back to the casino. And we go to Carmine's, and we're sitting down, and now we're starting to loosen up and everything. And I, I order a fucking drink, and you go, what are you, drunk? <laughs> I go, no, you asshole, I'm just not worried about you yelling at me anymore for the, for the rest of the fucking day, because I spent the entire day just being like, okay, okay Dennis, <laughs> whatever you need, Dennis. My bad, bro. No, no, that's, like I said, that's, that's the, that's the part that I love of it, because it's, it's so, it's not about, 
it's not about me at all. It's it's, it's about us. We're working together to get this done. We're, we're working together to to get you where you gotta be. You know right. what I mean? No, it's, it's like, us. It's us. It's we. It's not I. It's not you know me or you. It's us. And it's the whole team. You know. Yo, how, I've been fucking coming by your house a year. You know, I still need a GPS to get here. That's almost insulting. I need a GPS to get to John Siri at 675 fucking, fucking Westwood it's Avenue, Staten Island. It's not, it's not my address at all. <laughs> not even remotely fucking close. Nah, it's my ex's address. <laughs> no, you didn't. Breaking, breaking news, fucking creepy old men in red and black clothes bothering innocent Cuban girl. Bro, I can barely get the microphones work. You want me to fucking start editing things out? The fuck is wrong with you? Yo, fuck it. I'm gonna get sued later on, bro. Yeah, you're definitely gonna get hit with something. This girl's gonna have to fucking move now because of that. Piece of shit. Yo, that's, I was that's six seven five. What's what no, I no, no, don't do it again. <laughs> Yo, oh my god. Moving on, next question. <laughs> yeah, I was I was hyped about the response we got, man. I really was. A lot of people are uh, they want to, you know what? Because they know we have such a good relationship, and they see all the funny shit we post on our Instagram stories. <laughs> I get so much feedback on my Instagram stories. Like everyone tells me to make a fucking YouTube channel and vlog and everything. But yeah, we've been slacking on it. I know that's that's really my fault. That's I actually got the fucking camera too. That's that's why I say all the time. Like even like the last time we were in AC for the uh, for Charlie's debut with Ring of Combat, and um, I posted up those pictures of me, you, and Al from the club. I'm like, this doesn't capture the fucking dynamic. It just doesn't like the pictures. Just don't even the, even the videos. They just don't do it justice of of the dynamic, especially of the three of us together. Yeah, it just doesn't at all. Someone needs. To just follow us around with a fucking camera at all times, and guarantee that'll be a goldmine reality show. And everybody, I fucking hate that everybody always says that. Like everybody's always like, "Oh, I should have my own reality TV show." Nah, nah. Like you fucking nerd. You work at fucking <laughs> Walmart. You <laughs> fucking go to CSI. Nerd. Nerd. You drive an Infinity that your dad leases for you. Like you're a fucking dweeb. Yo, start hitting these questions because I was hyped that you got. So many fucking good questions. Well, one one of them was about weight cuts. We kind of yeah, touched on that. We were, you know, and that's exactly what it is. I'm just fucking killing myself during the weight cut, pretty much, just to make weight to match the other guy's weight, so I fight guys my size, and then rehydrate as and refuel as best as I can in 24 hours, so I can fight. Yeah, I um, remember that one. Yeah. Was best, it one, wasn't one about fucking brain trauma? Yes, um, opinion and experience with brain issues in combat sports. I don't. I just screenshotted the questions. I don't know who exactly sent them, but I'm sure they'll listen to it. Um, opinion and experience. I think this might have been Paul actually, or maybe he was about his, his was the weight cuts. But shout out to Paul. He's a good dude. He supports. Um, opinion and experience with brain issues. So, honestly, from what I've read, um. Brain damage in combat sports is nowhere near what NFL players go through, and believe it or not, rugby and soccer players. Rugby, really? Rugby, yep. Because well, think about it—they're tackling the shit out of each other with no gear on. Yeah. You know, full bodies going at each other. But I, I think that they get hit less hard than, like, the NFL players do, because I think you hit harder when you, you fucking feel, pads on. Because you feel the prote- you feel more protected. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. Same thing as having your hands wrapped up. 
for the fight, like, you're punching harder than you can bare knuckle because yeah. hands aren't made. Subconsciously, yeah, subconsciously you're going to hold back with less gear. But the only experience I really have, um, I never get, I've never been rocked in a fight. I've never been rattled or anything, you know, but um, in sparring one time, I took a head kick, actually. I was sparring Aljo. He caught me with a head kick that I did not see coming. Fucking nasty kicks. Caught, I actually dipped into it, kind of, because I, I slipped his punch, but he brought the kick up right behind it. And I did not see it coming. And then I just remember seeing a flash. And then I didn't go down. I'm, I remember the flash, but then I remember wobbling a little bit and still trying to fight. And then Ray stepping in and saying, all right, just Dennis go on his guard. And then finishing the round in his guard because like, I, I wasn't standing up straight. Right. Or like I was still on wobbly legs, you know. Right. And then I rem- next thing I remember was being on the side of the cage watching the next guy spar. And then I didn't know what day it was. I didn't know... Oh, so you were definitely concussed. I was concussed. Yeah, concussed out of my ass. I didn't know what day it was. And then I remember I saw the date, and I was like, oh, my God, it was my brother's birthday the other day, like Jesus. two days ago. And then the memory of my brother's birthday started coming back. And then, um, you know, but the problem was I was super dehydrated. That's why I didn't when take the hit? shot. Yeah. And then I realized that over with experience, I realized that over, like, sparring and like how my body felt and how I reacted certain days and I realized when I take the mo- the time like I take hits that I would normally take and be able to handle I would take them because I was hydrated so if I was hydrated that day I would have been fine taking that kick because Al caught me with the kick similar right. to that one time too and I just you know I took it and, it was, and Al kicks fucking hard you know yeah, a kick's a kick at the end of the day it's like getting hit with a baseball bat yeah and I dipped I dipped into Al's kick worse you know I don't, I don't know if it's because the sport is still so young that we're really not getting to see, like, any the of the results, older guys. Yeah. yeah, like, I mean, I don't, I haven't really followed, like, where the guys from UFC 1 are at now as far as, like, I mean, Ken Shamrock seems like he's fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Randy Couture, I guess. They're doing movies and yeah, everything, I mean, you know? he seems okay. And, like, you know, guys like fucking Hoist Gracie, like, they all seem fine. And when people, like, people, like, when I tell them about you and what I'm doing with you and all that shit, they're like, a lot of people are like, oh my god, I can't watch that. It's so brutal. It's really not though. I'm like, but it's it's safer than boxing, and they're like, how the fuck is it safer than boxing? It, it well, the damage you receive in MMA is more cosmetic shit. Right. Like, you're gonna get busted you open. You see it a bit more, but you, yeah. you're gonna get broken fucking noses and all that. But you're not taking the same level of trauma to the head as you are in boxing. Right. Especially with those fucking the gloves. It's like they're really there to protect your knuckles, not yeah. The, guy's the same goes for NFL. You know these guys. Exactly. These guys leave with no damage, visible damage, pretty much. They might tear an ACL or something, Couple you know. Bruises. Yeah, maybe a scratch somewhere, some some turf burn, but the real damage is the brain damage, right. and that doesn't become visible until twenty, thirty, forty years down the line, you know. Right. And I was actually just having a conversation with uh, a guy that I work with who was, he was actually a pro kickboxer and boxer, and he put it in perspective that I didn't really think of either. He's like, think about how many people box, kickbox, play fucking football, everything. And if you look at the numbers, I guess, visual, I mean, I really don't have the numbers on this at all, so it's totally fucking bro science. Uh. <laughs> but compared to the amount of people that do do it, like, you really don't see as much trauma as you would think you do, you know? Yes. But now they're also saying, I heard, I read another study where, like, I think it was something like 80% of fucking football players, even at, like, a high school level, all had CTE. Really? Yeah. Which I don't know how they check for that because I think you have to. I think don't you have, you have to, to die, be, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you have to be dead, but I don't know. To I check, mean, 
Maybe the EKG shit, the you know, electrical Possibly. impulses they're seeing now. Or maybe it was like based on the amount of concussions they suffered and shit like that at, at that age or That's fucking crazy. It's definitely something I worry about with you. I mean, not that I see anything, but right. obviously just just caring about your well being yeah. inside of just And that's another thing too, because I'm so and it's it's like um it's like a coin toss really because on the pl- it's like a plus and a minus, like bittersweet. I am very young. So I have the whole world by the balls. I got, you know, I got um, I got a lot of window for opportunity to get better. Yeah. As as long as I keep working hard, um, so that's the plus. You know, I got a lot of time to get better as long as I keep working hard. But on the other side, I'm taking a lot of damage at a young age, and I'm putting a lot of miles on my body. Like I've had, I've had as much injuries now, I'd say as a normal human being would not have throughout their life. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So that's that's like the other side. That's why I want to try. I Honestly, I want to get out of the game as soon as Not as soon as possible because I, I, I love it to death, to death, which is bad. <laughs> um, but also I want to get out healthy and at a young age. That's why Mayweather, I think, is a genius brilliant. doing it the way. Brilliant. Like a, in a league of his own, you know, cut from different cloth because Sucks he did it. as a fucking person, but... I mean, I like him, honestly, but I like him. Like, personally, outside the ring, like, you think he's... I mean, um, apart from the story with Aljo, you know... What story with Aljo? What do you mean? With Mayweather? Yeah. Aljo was about to fucking slam him into into oblivion at the club, bro. Is this a story we can talk about on air or fucking no? I mean... Nah, it was just... I won't go into detail, but... Nah, that's cool. Um, because it's been on YouTube and shit, but... Mayweather was, Mayweather was they were at the club and Mayweather, Mayweather sent his bodyguards over for, for a reason and Aljo told them get out of here and they came back again so Aljo went to go pop off on Floyd more or less you know yeah. was just wasn't having it not, even, not that he went to go pop off on him but he just wasn't having it but then Floyd came over personally himself and apologized yeah face to face said I'm sorry like I didn't know um, I hope it's all right, you know. And from if I'm not wrong, I think he fucking he comped them for everything. He took care of their bill. If I if I'm not wrong, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I didn't hear that at all. Yeah. I didn't know anything about that? That's crazy. Yeah, more or less, you know. You know, it's not exactly it's what it is, you know. But music. yeah, nah. He, from what I heard, he's pretty cool. It was just a misunderstanding, you yeah, know. That's that's also the hard part too. Is like the media, like you only get to see so much of a person. It's like you really don't get to fucking know who a person is. Even even when you're doing all that behind the scenes shit, like. You don't get to see who that person actually is. Right. That's actually what I say about Al all the time, that I wish the media... Like, the only time you really see Al be Al is, like, on Ariel. Cause he's yeah, super him and Ariel, they, they got a great relationship. They got good chemistry. Yeah. Yo, like, people don't understand how good of a fucking dude he is. Yeah, he really is. They really don't. And that drives me fucking nuts that the media just doesn't get to see that at all. He just... He got a good heart, you know what I mean? Heart isn't the word. The the shit, the way he extends himself to the the younger guys on the team and just anyone on the team at all. I think I think Ray said it recently on uh, on MMA and Beyond how like Iaquinta is really the the heart of the team. Like he's the yeah. heart, you know. Like he really is. He cares about everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, like he even if you're a beginner first day of class, like he'll he'll you know go out of his way to help you and like he 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 cares to spread the martial art way you know and the martial art way isn't violence it's not dismantling another human being or killing someone essentially it's it's the it's the fucking it's the art of 
combat, you know, of just being able to use your body to do what it can do to another person. And it doesn't have to be violent because there's no bad intentions behind it. And he spre- he likes spreading that way, you know. Oh, yeah. It builds respect, it builds discipline and morality, and that's that's what he's about. You and that's know? that's the philosophy of it too. Is because a lot of people don't realize that either. That like you meet fighters and they're always like the most calm, laid back, fucking chill yeah, out people. Yeah, And it, it's because you like you push yourself to the limit every day in the gym. And, like whether you're doing jujitsu and fucking tapping out a hundred times and. Or shit like that, like you, it just calms you down. It makes you way more. I don't know. I don't want to say like receptive to things, but like you're just more easygoing because you don't have that aggression ego. built up. Yeah, yeah. yeah ego. We don't got that. You know, like I was in Long Beach the other day with uh, Donnie and Granite yeah. and Mike. Um, and then you know everyone they you know the people are drunk out at the end of the night. So sure. one guy says something to Granite, and then they start, like, arguing or whatever. So then I go over to the guy, and I'm just looking at him, just staring at him, you know, not saying nothing. But, like, not being aggressive, you know, just looking at him. Yeah. you just there. Yeah, exactly. And he goes, what, are you trying to scare me? I'm like, no, nah, not at all. And he goes, what, do you want to fight? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, honestly, I was like, I think you're pretty cute. Can we, like, I want to take you around the block. Oh, is that where that came from? Yeah. Oh, I just like, started posting that. Yeah, I was like, I want to take you around the block and give you a kiss. I was That's like, just hilarious. give me five minutes. He goes, what, are you serious? <laughs> I was like, I'm so serious. I'm like, I love that beard. But it completely diffused the situation. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, I don't give a fuck if you think I'm, if I'm, you know, yeah, if, I'm, the, if I'm a bird or if I'm a weirdo or something. Because his fucking... But then he saw the ears, and he's like, bro, he's like, no, yeah, no, he's, he's like, like and then his friend was like, yo, look at his ears, yo, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> he said, look at his ears? Yeah, he said, look That's at his ears. fucking hilarious. Yeah. And then he saw the ears, he's like, nah, he's like, I see the ears, I don't want any problems, he's like, just leave it, you know, let's just all enjoy our night. That's terrible. I'm like, yo, I'm enjoying my night. I'm like, sure. I think you're cute, you know? <laughs> That's hilarious. Cause I'll, yo, That's where it came like, from, yeah. So where the fuck did that come from? Because all you were posting that shit. Yeah, but I didn't want to address it on, like, my Instagram, yeah, you know, yeah. like, you know, I don't want I don't want people to think of me like that. What are the questions we got? We got let's see. Best insurance agent. My guy. Oh Marcel. Marcel Robbins, baby. Like a good neighbor. Marcel is there. Stay farm man. Stay farm guy. He's that, a fucking he's, man. He's he, a good he's dude. He's been uh he's been a sponsor of yours right from the fucking beginning, man. He's a good dude. He's been down for he's whatever really right off the bat. He's a really good dude. I like him a lot. Well, he came to the after party after my last fight. We had a fucking great time. That guy's a good, good dude. Oh, so, that's when I got lost, bro. I think we all got lost that yeah, night, bro. We did. all got lost. <laughs> Yo, bro, I don't know. I, know I, I cannot I, go into detail about that no, night. Unfortunately, we can't go into detail about pretty much anything. A lot, yeah. <laughs> a night. lot of things. We're, not, we're going to a little bit, but there's just a lot of people involved that we can't yeah, go into it. detail with. All I know is I remember... Sitting in my bed in my hotel room with fucking like four slices of pizza <laughs> and getting a phone call. <laughs> it's like, what time was it? It, was, it had to be like 6.30 in the morning. Yeah, the next morning after. And then I, I just call up, I call I know, up John. No, first thing, I, no, I get, a, I get a phone call from your cousin Mark. Oh, from Mark, yeah. And he goes, yo, we got a bail, a bail Dennis out of jail. I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm, like, I'm like, please tell me this is a joke right now. He goes... Yo, he beat up a tranny. I'm like, oh, good. This is, <laughs> so this is getting just way worse. And I don't know if you guys were in like a fucking deli buying lotto or some shit, but I could hear it in Mark's voice that he was just fucking. He was just fucking around. Yeah, I was just like, yo, 
just tell me if you're serious or not, and I need to get dressed and get so, the speed over. I think we just hung, you just hung up at yeah, that point. Yeah, yeah so I just hung up on you. And guys. then all of a sudden, <laughs> two hours later, <laughs> we said, my phone's on 1%, and I get a call from John two hours later. I answer the phone, and all I, and there's just a pause. I'm just like, hello? There's just like a pause <laughs> for a good two, two, three seconds. All I hear is, did you really beat up a train? Yo, because I didn't even care at that point. I was like, yeah, if, if they're both in jail, fuck them. I'll get them later. I'm not dealing with this at the moment. Bro, we're, we're fucking... What was, what was we're the other, uh, other questions we got? We're shot. Um, talking about my story, which has been pretty much this podcast. and It'll be every episode, pretty much. Just talking about what we're doing. Um, if you could, so Jason asked this one. He's actually Steve's son. They're great people. Steve Maraboli, I love right. that guy. I haven't actually gotten to, I've only met him once at Capital, but the way I've heard everybody talk about him, he, do I want to sit down and have conversations with that dude? It's I, so bad. Every time I see him, I just ask him a question, and I just love listening to him talk. He's such a wise man. But everyone's, like, said how just genuine he is. Like, like, Absolutely like, genuine. Like a super caring fucking yep. guy. Yep, cares about, cares about the team. And he's just a great dude. But my bad, what was the question? Just a great dude. Nah, 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 no. Derailed that. Um, so his son asked if you could explain the process of getting a fight. I think this is a great question. What do you mean, like booking it? Yeah. So it's really, you really have to join a gym with um, a fight team, you know, with other good, good coaches and fighters, which is essentially law. We're a great team. Um, so then. You, you just have to train, you have to show up, you have to keep building your skills, and then you have to start sparring. Then, once the coaches and the team, you know, believe you're ready to fight, you've built up the cardio, built up, you've been through s- certain situations in sparring and in training and going live, you know, you built the muscle memory with a lot of situations, and you're comfortable in there, comfortable enough to get in there and go to a live fight mm-hmm. and competition. Then it'll be up to the coaches and up to you, of course. You have to ask for it. And you have to want it. Right. You know, and then once, bet- once the fighter and the coaches agree that it's time and you're ready to be put in a fight, they'll find certain local venues, like you know, little regional places like uh, Triton. Yo, Triton puts on they're some great. fucking show for yeah. a regional. Yeah, they're great. Or Ring of Combat, which is also great, run by Lou, Lou Neglia, who I have a lot of respect for. Shout out to Lou. Yeah, he's a great dude. Um. And the coaches will put you on, you know, those are New York circuit, little regional circuit places, so the culture will put you onto one of those cards, and they'll find you a good opponent, you know, with the same level of experience, and then take it from there, you know, win or lose, and ev- as an amateur especially, everything's experience, you know, that's what it's all about, just being more comfortable and learning, and just, the best way to, the only way to learn in martial arts is to just go through, go just jump in the fire. Trial you, you just have yeah, you just have to do it. That's who, the only way. Who is it that makes the official call that like you're ready to fight? Is it Ray or is it like a collective decision between like him and let's say higher? Or? I think, yeah, I'd say uh, you know, because certain guys might have an eye on you more. Right. Like when I first got there, higher had a, he's really the one who saw something in me before anyone, you right. know. Like and then Ray actually one time I was sitting in the bag and then Ray came up to me asked me like did I train before any fights this and that. Um, and then Hyatt was holding for me, and then he asked me why, he's like, why am I not fighting? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I was just waiting for you guys to put me on. Right. And then instantly he's like, no, he's like, you're ready. He's like, you're, you, you're ready to go, you know, you're fighting. And I was like, yo, get me on whenever you want me to fight. And then they got me some kickboxing fights, 
and then we moved over to MMA mm-hmm. with the team. I had some MMA fights, but who does the actual booking? It's Jenny, right? Jenny, Jenny's like she she's like this. I, I don't want to say secretary for the team because I, I can't just think of a better word. But she's the one who handles like all the paperwork and right. like talks between the promoter and the fighter and the coaches and everything. She's a fucking she's she's one of my favorite people at the gym. Honestly, Dude, Jenny I love Jenny. Is a beast. She's like. She's like the fucking. She's the mother of the team. I was bro. gonna say she's the team mom. Like yeah. she's so she she cares so much about all of the fighters. The sh- the, the level of attention I've seen her give everybody is yeah. amazing. Yeah, and she she's just yeah she's awesome man. And thing, she puts others before herself. And then like when they when I come across people like that, I want to fucking give them ten times more. You know. Hell yeah. I'm the type of guy like whatever you give me, whether it's good or bad. I'm gonna give you back ten times more. Yeah, you wanna return tenfold. Yeah, so if you're nice to me, I'm gonna be way. I'm gonna be the best to you. But if you're a dick to me, I'm gonna be a fucking asshole to you. You know. Hell yeah. And I'm, and then that's just what it is. You know, I don't feel bad or I don't feel good about any of it. It's just it is what it is. You know. Now, do you do you know any part of the negotiation side with booking the fight? Like, do you know if um, like let's say all right, let's say you're gonna get a fight now with uh, Ring of Combat for your next one. Uh huh. Now, does Lou contact? Jenny or the gym or like who, how does that work? I mean, Lou got my number. You know, I'm I'm right. I'm cordial with him. I'm right. not cordial, but like no, but respectful. You know, yeah, there's a relationship, right. like you know, business relationship, and also somewhat friendly. You know, because right. he is a promoter, I am a fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, he's gonna and do you're his a thing. Money maker. Yeah, I right, okay, yeah, I bring in the crowds and everything. So we, you know, we talk, and he can he can just he talks to me personally. You know, he'll send mm-hmm. me a message. There's no reason to bother other people right. you know especially when jenny has a fight coming up like if he has an opponent for me he'll send it to me got you this opponent you know um which that's huge that you're actually at that point now with like where you're getting the phone call from the promoter himself like that's that's yeah. a big deal that's definitely a big deal yeah i think it's just you know i'm i'm mature enough to just talk to him and just you know handle Absolutely. everything professionally like he respects that i respect him on that level you know and we just do what we got to do to make everything happy to make everyone to make it work for both sides, you know? And now, uh, so let's say you book a fight. I was going to say, how much time do you like to put into a camp? Like, if you had an ideal amount of time, what would be your perfect time frame to have a full fight camp? Like, what's your idea of a full fight camp? How many weeks? I'd say between 8 to 10 weeks. 8 to 10? 8 to 10. That, that, was my, that was exactly how Bellator went, and that was the best I've ever felt. Two, the first two weeks are essentially getting back into shape and getting through the motions, getting, getting, you know, the discipline down of waking up early, going to sleep on time, getting the training on time, and then getting the motivation again to get back into the motions properly to get that routine going. You know, that's my biggest problem is getting the routine going again. And then that's really the first two weeks. And then, you know, putting everything in place. And then the eight weeks, you know, you slowly ease into the hard training and then I'd say about six weeks is just every day is there's no easy day. And now is that what you say like you peak probably around like six to eight weeks? That's where you're in peak. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Condition. Yeah, and the, yep, exactly. Yeah, so six. I'd say six weeks of hard training, two weeks of you know preparing and getting back into everything, losing you know some extra weight if I mm-hmm. put on some weight, um, dialing down and focusing on certain things, and then eight the two weeks after, which is eight weeks. Getting back into going live, you know, getting my mo- getting my rhythm back, my timing and everything, my mind right, 
and then six weeks it's like hard sparring hard training drilling hard pads sprints swimming weightlifting six weeks of just intense twice a day six days a week yeah and if I need to, I'll take I'll take a session off here or there because you know I gotta listen to my body. Yeah, no, that's my that's my biggest problem is I don't listen to my own body enough. Oh, is it? Is it now? Is it? Don't fucking look at the camera and make that stupid fucking smile. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! The last I want to say what three months have been probably some of the most stressful ones, and you're not even in fucking camp. It, it, and I, I, there's so many things I fucking blame myself for, for not being like, oh, you idiot, what are you doing? What are you fucking doing? Bro, it's really, it's really on me. I know what I'm doing. It's just I'm a fucking dickhead and I don't listen to myself. And I think else? I'll just fight through it because I'm just a dick. And then I can't show up to the gym because I'm going to get back in the training just because I'm an idiot. Yep. And then Al fucking ripped me apart last night. Good. Yesterday. No, that's not wrong. <laughs> I'll fuck it. I was gonna say he gave it to me. That's even worse. I was being stupid and Al fucking yelled at me a lot and fucking scolded me for being an idiot. I love when he yells at you though. It is pretty funny. I'm not even gonna lie. I just put my head down. I was I got caught with oh, my pants like, down like red handed. Yeah, that was all on me. I had I literally had nothing. I couldn't even say anything. I just put my head down. Next question. Just, yeah. All right. Next topic, right. <laughs> Thanks there, buddy. <laughs> also, this, so this guy, Cody, I think he helps Aljo with his podcast. He said, did you know you should be charging between 50 to $85 per sponsored post? He put my Instagram into an algorithm mm-hmm. on some app, and it said that's how much I should be getting based on my engagement that I get back and how many followers and everything. How fucking crazy is that? Yo, me being the fucking absolute knucklehead asshole that I am when I read that I got so fucking mad because I'm sitting there thinking there's just some like douche that maybe has some sort of like sponsorship or promotion he doesn't know what the fuck they were talking about nah he, he's all. a good he's a he looks like he knows his shit I think he's like a fucking marketing analyst or something no when I, I swear to god when I read that I was ready to go off <laughs> I was like the fuck do you know like if that was the case wouldn't you be posting every fucking five minutes and collecting your 50 right. to 85 but I had no idea it was uh, someone who came up with an actual album. Yeah, no, nah, he sent me... Did I send you a screenshot? Because he sent me one. No, no, you, no, you didn't send me... Uh, I had no idea who came from, where came from. Yeah, no, nah, he's... Uh, he helped Aljo put up his podcast, actually. Um, So, yeah, I guess we got to look into that. You know, make some more money. Why not? Yeah, it's definitely the... It's there. That's the new way to make money, really, social media, you know? Which is a good thing and a bad thing because... Well, I mean, it's a good thing because it allows you to take control of your ability to make money if you're gonna do right. it, you're gonna grind and you're gonna you know what I mean it's all in your hands you're accountable for it I just gotta take pictures with my ass out bro yeah, it's pretty that's much, really that's what I gotta it. do ass out and selling fit to you <laughs> but, but it's like it's also bad in the sense where now you look at like um, the UFC's pay-per-view model and it's fucked up because they're not getting pay-per-view numbers like they were and they don't care because they're getting paid from ESPN regardless but right. now you're not you're, your fighter isn't getting the ability to Get in front of, get in front of as many eyes as he should, which would build his following, and allow him to make money outside. So that sucks. That part of it fucking sucks. You know what I mean? Like that they're not getting the exposure that could help them grow. Yeah, but I guess that's why it's in our hands, mm-hmm. which is good on in uh, in that way. Another question is funniest Sarah Longo oh, no. story. I've been oh, funniest. 
Sarah Longo. Where, where do I start? I've, I've, I've literally been thinking about this question all day, trying to figure out like what to omit, what to, what we can say, what we can't say. Obviously, you have way more questions. I mean, you you have way more stories than uh, than I do. I don't think I could fucking tell a lot of them. No, <laughs> but our our one story together that happened recently. I'm I'm not even gonna, we can't even talk about the actual night of what happened. Yeah, but can't I'm, say names. No, I'm I'm gonna preface the night though. I'm gonna let you take over this one. Yeah, yeah, let me let me start this over because you caught the tail end of it. So, it's uh. Ring of Combat, it's the last one that uh, happened, what was it, last month? Yeah, Nas smoked some dude, fucking made the guy do like a tailspin. Amazing. Flatten him. Amazing night of fights. But now this is the biggest Ring of Combat yet because it's their first night being aired on UFC Fight Pass. They just Man. signed the deal. Al's commentating the co-main and the main event, so it's the whole thing is just a big deal. But Dennis wasn't fighting, so I had no intention of being down in AC early or anything like that. I get there after work probably like 6.30, 6.15, whatever it was, and I just get there in time to catch Nas and Charlie before they go down to the locker room. We get... All right, we get drunk as fuck. Oh, my God. Shit-faced. No, 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 not... not, not I got shit-faced. No, no, not yet, not yet, not yet. So we... We say say good luck to everybody they head down to the locker room, and now it's just me, you, and Al. And we have time to kill... Me, so. you, and Al, you say it like it's something simple, bro, but it's like <laughs> fire and gasoline. So we have some time to kill before uh, the show starts and Al's got to be down there and all that. So we wind up on the boardwalk at some, like, beer garden place. It's a nice little place. They got a giant Connect Four and shit. So you guys are being civilized uh-huh. playing Connect Four. And we're having just, like, pleasantry talk. We're like, oh, yeah, the ride down was good and... The weather's pretty nice, and we're all kind of looking at each other like, "Oh, this is gonna go off the fucking rails." This is gonna get bad quick. Real quick, like you feel, you feel, quick. you feel. <laughs> yeah. We just giving each other like little looks, like we just, we know, it's just there's something in the air, John. <laughs> so, so 15 minutes later, we wind up in Hooters, and <laughs> and, and um, you're convincing me to get a fucking hotel room. John just just booked the room. And I'm like, all right, yeah, I know exactly where this is going. <laughs> So the fights happen, they're amazing. Charlie makes his pro debut, fucking incredible fight. Nas knocks his kid fucking dead in the first round. Yeah. I thought the kid literally was, I mean, he didn't get up for a minute. Uh, who else fought from the team that night? Ed. Ed, 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 Ed had, had a big win. Big Ed had a great fight, too, yep. So, yeah. So everything goes well. We go to the after party. And, uh... That's when shit starts getting... Entertainment ensues, let's say. Uh-huh. Let's just say, uh... The, the night was fucking interesting. We got highly under the influence that night at that club. And then... The, no, no, no. <clears throat> Just don't, don't even go any further than that. And then... The, the, night, the night ends in the morning with a fucking swim in the ocean. Just randomly. And now, mind, mind you, nobody gets hurt. Clothes on. Everybody's clothes uh, yeah, on. No, no, <laughs> nobody, no one takes their clothes off. Nobody gets hurt. Nobody's naked. Nobody's fucking... There was no arrest, anything like that. <laughs> Monday morning rolls around. Dennis winds up back in the gym. And you can take it from here. I wasn't even in the gym. Because me and Nas came to Staten Island. Oh, that's right. We were hanging out in Staten Island, actually. And I'm like, yo, let me call Ray. Actually, no, Ray calls me. <laughs> he goes... I heard you had a good weekend. Ugh. So I just start, I just 
I froze because I was like, oh no. So I started cracking up and he starts cracking up, which fucking, which was like the biggest relief when he started laughing. So then he starts, he fucking says, he's like, uh, they they have a conversation and I don't know anything about this conversation. And then I get a text out of nowhere from Dennis. Ray wants to talk to you in person. (laughs) And now I'm going, oh Oh no! I, I can't even imagine what this. Is. So I have no context whatsoever if he's laughing, if fucking Ray's legitimately pissed off or anything. Like I have no idea. And Dennis won't tell me what it is. I'm going, bro. Please, you can't let me walk into that gym. I'm just killing him with it. I'm just like, I'm not even gonna tell him. So then, then explain what the fuck actually happened. Explain what the uh. So I got my report card. <laughs> John got his report card, and Al got his report card. <laughs> Me and Al got expelled from the school of Ray Longo. <laughs> and then John gets a big fat fucking F on his report card. Ray's literal literal words, imagine a report card home from school with a big fat F on it. <laughs> so I'm reading this and I'm going, oh my fucking, are you kidding me right now? And I'm, tr- I'm thinking of ways to like defend myself. Like I got to go down to the gym now and sit there and get chastised. And like I said in the beginning of the podcast, my main goal is like, listen, Ray, Nobody got locked up. Nobody got hurt. Nobody's <laughs> pregnant, as far as we know. That's a win. I'm surrounded by fucking pro fighters. There's just so much I could do if I don't have a fucking taser to stop you guys from fucking doing anything. So that, uh... I'm, that, I was just picturing fucking me and Al walk to the gym, <laughs> and we're sitting down in a line with our fucking hands folded on the table, and then Ray's just fucking yelling at us like we're in detention or something. And Ray's, Ray's got to know. Ray's got to know the, where the fucking... Three Musketeers, because when we saw Ray before the fights, he uh, he started giving you shit about something, and then he was giving Al shit about not yelling at you about something, and fucking Al starts laughing and throwing me under the fucking <laughs> bus. So Ray's just looking at the three of us, and it's just like, oh man, these he, fucking he knows these guys, fucking three idiots. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, what are they gonna do with us? I don't know, man. But for. For that gym to have such a reputation of fucking maniacs in it, <laughs> and us to get chastised on fucking that Monday morning, apparently, I guess we did get a little out of control. Maybe a little bit. Oh, God. Legend. Puke and rally? Puke and rally. My I was first, proud of you. My first puke and rally. I was proud of you. I had to tell myself, this is a fight right now. I'm down in the first and second. I got to come <laughs> back in the third. You <laughs> <laughs> fucking win that third. <laughs> Throwing up out of the like, fucking limbo. I can't fucking tap out. I was vomiting outside of a fucking limo. That, but the night honestly was fucking an amazing night. Really that was, was awesome. And like, we're not even exaggerating. Like, really, nothing bad happened. It was just fucking. No, nah, no. Nah. It honestly was. It was a good feeling night. It was a good feeling night too because there was no stress because you didn't fight. You right. know what I mean? Like, dude, so we all just had a different fucking attitude. Yeah, it was just a good. It was just us just going out and just chilling, watching the show, enjoying the show, just Hell having yeah. some drinks, fucking just hanging out. That was great. I definitely had fun. That was the most fun I've had probably besides Long Beach because I fucking love Long Beach now thanks to Al. That was probably, that was, yeah, that was the most fun I've had in a Yo, while. Yo, the first night we went to Long Beach was one <laughs> yeah. of the craziest things I'd ever seen in my life. Like, it was literally the night after I won my last amateur fight. You you know that, you remember that, right? Yeah, it was crazy. We were heading out to Long Beach and I'd never been there. It's in Long Island. And you're on like this dark fucking Long Island highway where there's not even streetlights. And all of a sudden you make this left-hand turn. 
Well, we're, we're driving through the neighborhoods, right. actually, in, like, the side streets. Right. And it's dead. And we're like, yo, what the fuck? Like, Al told us to come here. Yeah, like, like, it's popping. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, bro, there's no way we drove an hour here. And then I'm and I'm thinking like Al never leaves Long or Long Island, Long Beach in the summer. Right. He's there every weekend. So I'm like, how is this guy here every weekend? Right. What the fuck's he? Do? We make a left hand turn, and we both looked at each other like, what where the, the fuck? fuck? Oh, what the fuck? It just happened. <laughs> it. The only way I can explain it is like if you've ever been to the Jersey Shore, imagine all of the towns in the Jersey Shore packed into one fucking strip. In Long Island, just bar after bar after, just groups of people. Bro, this, we couldn't even drive through the street. It was insane. Five was miles an hour creeping, so we didn't fucking hit people. Yeah, but like, the streets were fucking, the street was crowded, bro. Two-way street. Insane. Sidewalks crowded, bars crowded, like you couldn't walk. And the bars were dope. Dope, bro. The gorgeous girls, just sick vibes, good no music. Nah, that's what I'm saying. Like, even the guys were like mad cool. Like, everyone was laid yeah, back, no just hanging out. Like, the guys are friendly with guys, you know? Like, nobody's yeah, bumping yeah. into each yeah. other. Everyone's saying, excuse me, sorry, you know? Fucking Volante bullied a fucking... Bullied uh, the bouncers. I was 20 at the time. <laughs> I didn't have an ID, so I was telling me, yo, come, Volante will get you in. So I'm like, fuck, maybe Volante knows the bouncers. So we pull up. We get there, and I text out. I'm like, yo, I'm in front. And then he's like, all right, Volante's there. So I'm looking. All I see is Volante screaming with his fucking screaming bazooka bazooka where are you i'm like Volante, i'm over here, <laughs> I'm over here. Yeah. meanwhile i'm like five feet away i go behind him and then he walks up to the bouncers and they're like this there's two big ass bouncers yeah, and they're big like dudes like big, big like legit gorilla big. bouncers and then they like they're standing in front of the doorway and he he just literally separates both of them and he moves <laughs> them both out the way and then he points at me he goes yo he's good and they're all just looking at each other like yo what the, who the fuck they're like what the fuck is going and on and one of the bouncers goes to kind of like stop him and be like what do you mean he's good and the other bouncer I guess knew that fucking Volante yeah. Volante goes no no no, he no, goes, no, no chill chill no, chill, no, chill. They, they are good yeah. <laughs> he just through so he was the bully bouncer from I, yeah I call him bully bouncer from now on he's a, oh no bouncer bully he's a bouncer bully I love him fucking Alcohol, alcohol is him worst guy. That's hilarious. Worst guy. Funniest fucking things. He was the worst guy. He's nuts. <laughs> he can't go five minutes without taking his shirt off. Ever, ever. If he's in a public know. place and shit's going on. <laughs> he has to take his shirt off. It's one of the funniest. <laughs> but he's another guy I really haven't gotten a chance to really uh, spend too much time around. I uh, well, Pretty much that night. Trust me, you don't want. He's a dick. <laughs> Congratulations, you didn't have to. You didn't have to deal with him. <laughs> Yeah. Nah, I'm playing. He's a he's fucking mad cool. Him and uh, and Matt too. Like I've only met Matt like once or twice, which is weird. Cause, like, really? Like, so, yeah, I've only met. No, actually, you know what? I only think I met Matt at your uh, the Bellator fight, just because he we were just all leaving. And yeah. That was really. There's weird. not a single person on the team that I don't like, or that I never had a bad interaction with. Maybe like one or two times that I just like. It wasn't just a pleasant. Right. You know, interaction, which I'm not going to talk about because it doesn't matter. But, but nothing, just, no, nah, nothing that will, you know, make, get me out of my element no, or, you know. Nothing where you would, like, legitimately, like, oh, I fucking hate this person. No, no, never. I don't even think any human being would get me to that point. If you get if you get anywhere near that point, I've, I would have cut you off a long time yeah, ago, you so know? I just would have fucking absolutely. just, all right, peace. Like, I really don't give a fuck. You got any more questions there, brother? Nah, I think all those questions are done. For real? Yeah. Yo, so let's wrap this up, bro. We almost did fucking... Let's get out of here. Hours. Let's do this. That's what's up.
Yo, everybody, thank you for listening. We will.